here in the Gospels today in the liturgical feast of the church, it seems kind of odd that we go from Christmas, we go from Jesus being born, he's a little baby, the epiphany, where we have the manifestation of the Lord to the Magi, which is a symbol of all the nations. And then we come the very following day, and Jesus is all grown up. He's got a beard, you know, he's got long hair, and he's being baptized after 30 years and ready to begin his mission. Now we say, well, what happened in those 30 years? What happened in between? And he was a baby, and then he's a man ready to do his mission. And I think the, by the gospels not saying anything, they're actually saying a lot. How are they saying a lot? Because when Jesus was a baby, the only thing that we know is that he grew in wisdom and age before God and man. And there's a silence that's there. There's a silence of his home life and Nazareth. There's a silence and a prudence where we don't know much about what Jesus did. We don't know much about what, what did he eat? What did, you know, he was a carpenter? What did he make? We, didn't, we don't know much about those things. But I think it's important because silence is important. Many times in our day and age, we lose that gift of silence. There's so much noise, there's so much talk, there's so much information that we, we always have to be talking with someone, we always have to be texting with someone. And sometimes we fail to just be silent. Be silent before God. Like how many of us, we put up all these Christmas decorations and everything, and how many of us just took some time to just sit down and actually look at the decorations? Actually look at the Christmas tree, you know, with the lights off and just without the TV on or anything of just sitting and contemplating the, this mystery. Or, or to kneel and sit before the manger and just contemplate it. Like we do all this work for Christmas, but sometimes we fail to just meditate, just be still and be silent. And so I think by the gospel is not saying much about those 30 years of Jesus's life, it actually says a lot about the silence. There was meditation. There was contemplation. And Jesus was contemplating all those years of doing the Father's will. He was doing the Father's will. But in silence, in simplicity, in the ordinary day-to-day -day work of everyday life, sometimes we think our life has to be extraordinary like Jesus. Some of our lives are like that. Like if you're a missionary, you're a priest, you're a deacon, you're a religious. Yes, Jesus is calling you to a certain charism. But for lay people, at times Jesus causes us to live that ordinary, simple life. And so the meditation that Jesus does for 30 years is very important to us to learn to meditate, to learn to contemplate, to learn even to contemplate not only about the life of God, but our own lives. That, you know, where are we going? If you, if you look at the new year, it's like, well, where am I going? You know, all these years of my life, where am I right now? And where is God leading me 
in the future. And it's good to contemplate that and to ask for the guidance of the Spirit that if, if we need transformation in our life, conversion, which we all need, we all need conversion in some way. There's always a first conversion, a second conversion, third conversion, that we need to ask the Lord to help us with that. We always need to ask for his grace before starting. And so that's why at the end of the Christmas season and the beginning of ordinary time, what does the church begin us with is the baptism of Jesus. And here we have John the Baptist. He's preaching in the desert. And he says about Jesus's mission here. This is what Jesus's mission is going to be. He says, I have baptized you with water. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And some of the other gospel writers say, and fire. Not only will he baptize you with the Holy Spirit, he will baptize you with fire. But before we're baptized with fire, we need to be baptized with water. There needs to be a cleansing first before there's a purification and sanctification of our souls. And that's the importance of the sacrament of baptism. Some people today think that they don't need to be baptized. And I would say, well, you're not following Jesus. Because even Jesus, is, even Jesus wanted to be baptized. And he's the son of God. He's without sin. We need baptism because we have original sin. Jesus was without sin. And so Jesus comes from Nazareth of Galilee. And he's baptized in the Jordan by John. And I love what the fathers of the church say. They say Jesus did not come to be cleansed by the waters. He came to cleanse the waters. He did not need to be cleansed, but he himself cleansed the waters by going down the second person of the Holy Trinity, going down to the waters. He forever cleansed those waters. And so whoever would then descend into those waters of baptism in the future would be cleansed by the passion, death, and resurrection of Jesus. And what happens when Jesus goes down into the waters? It says that the heavens torn open. I love that word. You know, you, you think of it like a curtain, like tearing a curtain. When does that also happen? It happens at the end of Jesus's life. When Jesus is on the cross, he gives up his spirit to the Father, and the curtain of the temple is torn in two. And it says from top to bottom, that's torn in two. The holy of holies is revealed. So we have this tearing, I would say, the curtain of heaven at the beginning of Jesus' ministry and at the very end of it also, where the heavens are torn open. Now you have to remember in, in Judaic thought that the sin of Adam and Eve, heaven was closed with the sin of Adam and Eve. Heaven was closed. Once Adam and Eve sinned, that heaven was closed. And so we, we have this concept of where did the souls of the just go? They went into a place called Sheol, which was the place of the dead. So they actually didn't go to heaven. They went into the place of the dead. It was only with Jesus' resurrection and ascension into heaven that the souls in Sheol 
were taken up to heaven. But here we have a manifestation that heaven is opened. Heaven has come to earth now. And now it's open for all who want to enter. But it's only open, we only enter through the Son of God, through the Messiah. And then what happens? The Spirit, like a dove, descends upon Jesus. And then the voice of the Father from the heavens, you are my beloved Son, with you I am well pleased. So here we have a manifestation of the Holy Trinity. The first time in history, you have the voice of the Father, you have the Spirit descending like a dove, and you have the Son of God descending into the waters. And so here we have Jesus beginning his mission here on earth. But it's not just the mission of Jesus, it's also the mission of the Spirit, because notice the Spirit descends upon Jesus, and Jesus and the Spirit are going to work together. But it's also the mission of the Father. They're doing the Father's will. Because as Jesus says many times during his life, I do the will of my Father, I don't do my own will. I do the will of my Father, I do whatever the Father asks me to do. And so you have the three persons of the Holy Trinity working together to bring salvation to mankind. John the Baptist said, he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And so here's the Holy Spirit coming down upon Jesus. And now that Jesus is filled with the Holy Spirit, he's now going to baptize with the Holy Spirit. He's going to bring signs and wonders to mankind through preaching, teaching, healing of various diseases, expelling demons. And, and finally, his, his greatest sign will be a sign of the cross when he takes our sins upon the cross and he rises from the dead. So his purpose is to transform us. And that's what happens at baptism. We're transformed. We're sealed by the Spirit. where We are made adopted sons and daughters of the Father when we're baptized. We're given a seal of the Spirit, the seal of the cross on us. Our souls are cleansed of original sin and all sin. We're made Christians. We can call ourselves Christians. Why? Because we're, we're baptized in the passion and death of Jesus. So early baptism was full immersion baptism in which the, the catechumen went fully into the water and out of the water. And the symbol of that is that going in fully into the water was that they were baptized in the passion and death of Christ. So when you're in water, you can't breathe. When you're underwater, you can't breathe. It's like a death. And so we experience that death, but it's not our, it's our death, but it's a death in which we're dying with Jesus on the cross at that moment. And then when the soul, when the person rises, what happens is, is then they can breathe. As you know, if you're underwater and then you come out, you can breathe again. There's light. You have life. And that's a symbol of the resurrection of coming out of the tomb when we're baptized. I always like full immersion baptism. I wish we would go back to it. Some churches do it. But it's kind of tough, you know, to do full immersion because you need a whole pool. That's the way they used to do it in the early church. And so they rise out of the tomb. 
And that's a symbol of participating in the resurrection of Jesus. And what happens when we're baptized, the Holy Spirit comes down upon us. And we're made adopted children of God at that moment. We're sealed with the Spirit. We're given gifts of the Holy Spirit right at our baptism to equip us with this Christian life. And so Jesus, before he begins his ministry, what does he do? He's anointed by the Holy Spirit. You can't do anything without the Holy Spirit. If you want to preach, if you want to teach, if you want to do anything, you need to call on the Holy Spirit. As Jesus did, Jesus was first anointed by the Holy Spirit. And then, after that, he fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, was tempted. And then he went out preaching and working signs and wonders. So there's always this dying to ourself through baptism and anointing by the Holy Spirit before God sends us out into the world. And so if we want our prayers and our ministry to be effective, we need the Holy Spirit. We can't do it by ourselves. Many people try to do it by themselves. They never call on the Holy Spirit. You always need to call on the Holy Spirit. So if we're baptized, and this is why we, we, we say the, what's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which, it, which is tapping into those gifts that we received at baptism and confirmation, allowing those gifts to manifest themselves in our lives and our families and the church, to build up the church. And so as a reminder of our baptism, what we have in our churches is holy water. And we begin by entering the church by blessing ourselves with holy water. It's always good to bless yourself with holy water. Holy water is very powerful. It's a reminder of our baptism. And so that's why we bless ourselves before entering the church. But it's also a protection against evil. The exorcists have said, you know, like baptize, like bless yourself with holy water often. Keep holy water with you at all times. And bless your car with holy water. Bless your house. Bless your bedroom with holy water. You, you, can, you can even do this. You can even cook with holy water. If you, want to, if you want to put a little bit of holy water in your food, you can do that. Like if you have children or grandchildren that aren't practicing, put some holy water in their food. It'll do them good. So holy water is, is good. It's a good protection. Utilize it. Many times I tell people that demons try to enter us through our, one of our five senses or through our interior senses. And so it's good to bless your five senses with holy water. Just get holy water, bless it. You have five senses, your eyes, ears, your nose, your mouth, and then your hands for a touch. Bless your five senses. And then you can bless your, your mind, memory, intellect, and then bless your heart for your emotions and your passions and your will. And utilize the holy water. Utilize the holy water when you're traveling in the car because it will also protect your car, protect your vehicle, protect you from accidents on the road. But it's a reminder of our baptism, a reminder that we're Christians. It's also a protection and also, every time we use holy water, we're calling down the Holy Spirit 
to be upon us and to help us throughout the day. These are great mysteries, the great mystery of the baptism of Jesus. Jesus humbled himself to be baptized. And I would say for those maybe who are not baptizing their children, do you think you're greater than Jesus? And either not being baptized or not baptizing your children. If Jesus thought it was so important to be baptized, he is our model and he is our example. As he has done, so he wants us also to do and to be baptized also. And we receive the graces that we need from baptism, that we need to be good Christians. So pray for all of the baptized today. Pray for those maybe who have fallen away from their baptismal promises or fallen away from the church who are no longer practicing. Pray also for those who are not baptized, that one day they will experience the great grace of baptism. And also pray for catechumens and RCIA who are preparing for baptism this year at Easter. Pray for them that the Lord will work through them, will do wonders and signs in their life as they, as they are baptized, as they enter into the full communion of the Catholic Church this Easter. Baptism is a great sacrament, and it's a great sacrament that we need to keep reminding ourselves of by blessing ourselves with holy water and asking God for his blessings to come down upon us and upon all of our loved ones. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.